Well, how are you today? Comment ça va? Why are we doing that? What do you don't like my accent? Why? But why are you okay, doing that? Okay, because I am going to Paris next week and I just want to perfect my accent before I go. You literally <laughs> sound like Lumiere from Beauty and the Beast with a cold. <laughs> After all, this is France. <laughs> no, France. This is France or France? Oh, Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> What's your favorite Disney animated movie? What a segue. Yeah. What just a segue. We're not going to talk about Paris. We're going to go right to Disney. What's my favorite Disney movie? Yeah. Alice in Wonderland from the 50s. That's so weird. It's so it's so trippy, and it's like you take an edible and watch it. It is just no. It, it really but makes it's really no sense. Beautiful. Oh, it it's doesn't great. make any sense. It doesn't have to. Not everything has to make sense. It does. Everyone, well, we make sense, and welcome to the podcast entitled "I Think Not." Yo, it's I, not called that. It's I, called "I Think Not." <laughs> with me, Ellen Marsh, and Joey Taranto, where we Taranto. Did I say that? We recap all of your true crime favorite TV shows, but we got a twist for you, so listen up. What is going on? We recap all of your true crime favorite TV shows. What? <laughs> you just like switched the adjectives, so it was like, instead of saying your favorite true crime TV shows, you said true crime favorite TV shows. The world is on fire. Okay. The state of the economy is a mess. I love that you're saying we this. Have trans like you rights would not being taken stop away, me and in you my found tracks. it in your. That was the if thing I take that you breath, decided. Yeah. You are. If I take even a hiccup, mm-hmm. or as they say in France, a hiccup. Yeah, stop doing that. You uh-huh. steamroll me. Yeah. So sorry, I'm just like. And then he went. Is that the way I talk? No, it's not. Well, I'm sure after this lovely introduction, you all want to join the Patreon. <laughs> That's where we do our bonus content. There are some of you that enjoy hearing from us two times a week. We've got bonus content. We've got ad-free content. We've got all kinds of favorites just waiting there to be downloaded. Discovered. <laughs> you can download a bitch. Head to our website, website website at I think not pod this is going well get over to our website we've got plenty of things over there you've got merch you can find out about our calendar and if you really like southern fried homicide you just go over there and check us out on our patreon yeah our patreon is there at our website <laughs> Ellen is sick of my shit and <laughs> it's there I don't know do you have anything else to do before, you look to really say? cute today oh yeah, I, I, you. I know you said that you didn't like your hair but I think it looks cute it's all wavy you've got your sunglasses on your head you're actually giving me California today I am from California. Well, then, then, it, then I was right. Okay. <laughs> but listen, we have a twist coming at you. We're going to try a new little bit of our format, and we're going to try giving you an entire series for a month. So every series, because what's happening is we're hitting all these awesome TV shows, and we're like, oh, I really like that. So we're going to get you a couple of episodes to get used to it, and then maybe it'll turn into your next favorite TV show. Who knows? Yeah, you know, we try to listen to some feedback. We asked you, and yeah. you were like, you know, we want to connect to a show for a little bit, and we're happy to give it yep. to you. So. Yep. Expect us to cover a a show a month. Yeah, I think it's going to be really fun because if there is one thing we are very good at, it is listening to you all because without you, we don't have a show and we love our show and we love our jobs and we love you. We do. We're going to start off on this new calendar with one of my favorite shows, y'all. If you remember that other girl who went here, we covered 10 episodes for it on the Patreon. It is a well-made show. See No Evil. See No Evil, Season 4, Episode 1, All Eyes on Jordy. Jordy went out to have a normal night on the town. A vulnerable woman vanishes. It was a complete mystery. Nothing seemed disturbed or out of the ordinary. A family in despair. I just need to know she's safe. I did actually think that possibly someone hurt her. Every hope of finding her rests on a shocking trail of surveillance footage. This camera could blow this case wide open. It's you, okay? 
and it's kind of like a, a horror movie. You know, something's about to happen. You just don't know what you're going to see. So here we are on Friday, April 8th, 2016, and after spending a lot of time in Louisiana lately, mm-hmm. we are headed back to the mothership of insanity, and that is Florida. Mm-hmm. Saint, is it Augustine or August- Augustine? No, Augustine. Okay, I thought I would have right. Did you watch the episode? Or? I did. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, you missed some things. Some, yeah, it's hard. Do you think it's because you are just stupid or because you've smoked yourself stupid? Like, wow. am I, no, but like, am I blaming like Louisiana education or am I blaming cannabis? Whatever you would like to use. <laughs> Whatever you'd like to blame Did it I on. Did I stump you? <laughs> We're in St. Augustine, Florida. And we hear about 45-year-old Jordy Hudson, who is an artist, and she likes to spend her evenings at home in her studio. Honestly, same. Yeah. You have an art studio, my love? Um, By studio, I treat my entire apartment as a piece of art. Mm-hmm. So I'm always in my studio. Great. Well, we know she's in her art studio because there are these clay... Very, very scary elf people with paint drizzles on them. Did you see those clay elves? I did. It was a lot of, like, knickknacks and jackskis. Yeah. Jackskis. 45-year-old artist Jordy Hudson spends most of her nights home in her studio. Jordy is a true artist. When I think of artists that are completely dedicated to their practice, I think of Jordy immediately... Jordy's friend Wendy is here, and she says that Jordy was very dedicated to her work. Mm-hmm. And she also says that Jordy was a completely independent, self-sufficient person, but she was also very fragile because it turns out that Jordy had been battling chronic meningitis for 14 years. Yeah. I had to look up exactly what meningitis is. Okay, tell them what it is. So meningitis is the inflammation of brain and spinal cord membranes, which is usually caused by an infection. Mm-hmm. It's something you people struggle with. Yeah, like it can be life-threatening. Hers, yeah. actually, it wasn't mentioned in the episode, but hers was terminal. Wow. Um, yeah, it can cause blood poisoning, you know, sepsis. It can cause permanent nerve damage. And they're talking about what an amazing artist she is. Now, I looked up her stuff. You did? It is really cool. Her, Jordy Hudson, her stuff is like really mixed media, really funky. A lot of it had roots in social justice. She wasn't like a commercial artist. She was like one of those artists that's like, if you get it, great. And if you don't, that's fine too. Wow. It was really, really cool. If you get a chance to Google it, you guys should. Now, while reenactment Jordy is painting, any parent will know these little, they're like these like 10 little plastic tubs and they have flip caps. Do you yep. know what I'm saying? Oh, I remember. Remember them well. I looked at Jordy's pieces. I was like, I don't think she's painting with Crayola markers from the Walgreens. <laughs> this is not a paint by numbers. Yeah, it was. It's she just not. like flipped it open. I was like, they were. It was. It was a late night shoot, and the, only the Walgreens was open. <laughs> is it just the Crayola ones? <laughs> I'll take it. Bring it up. I've got a coupon. Thankfully, in the past few months, Jordy's health has started to improve. She just seemed stronger overall. She was doing shows again and exhibitions, and that was thrilling to me. I thought it was so strong and determined and hopeful. Here's the thing. Jordy's health had started to improve. Yeah. Like, so much so that she was doing shows again and exhibiting her work, mm-hmm. and her friends were just as excited for Jordy as Jordy was excited for herself. And so on this evening... Jordy is having a night out and something she doesn't get to do too often. Good but tonight, for you. yeah, tonight she is gonna get down on it. Get down on it. I mean, listen, sometimes you need a night to get down on it. Yeah. I love cool in the gang. Yeah? Yeah. Great. Some bops. Yeah. I they don't really come to mind, but you're right. They do. They sing more songs than you think. Okay. Hit me. Celebrate good times. Come that on. would be my go-to. Okay, and then there's um um. This is going great. This is <laughs> yeah, bop after bop after bop. <laughs> Tonight she's getting ready for a rare evening out. Shorty was someone who always stood out and was very noticeable. When anyone would see Jordy, you would know. Oh, that's Jordy Hudson. Since becoming ill, Jordy speaks to her mother every day to let her know she's okay. Hi, Tarlin. Hi, Mom. Ready for tonight? 
Jordy, it should be said, was really close to her mom. They talked every day. They told each other everything. And the next morning after she went out, she was set to go to her mom's house. And, you know, she was like, I'm going out tonight, but I'll see you in the morning. Her mom was excited for her. She was like, you need to get out. You know what? Sometimes you need to let your hair down, do a shot of tequila, and do the boot scoot boogie with a stranger. Yeah. Have you ever done the boot scoot boogie? No. Okay. Well, you're missing out. So the next morning... She doesn't show up at her mom's house. Yeah. And her mom is like, this is weird. I've been waiting for a while. I'm going to go to her house and check on her, which she does. And Jordy's not there, but her medication is. And that's a big red flag. Yeah. Because she needs it. So then they just say three days go by. I was like, why? So she calls the St. Augustine police three days later. No explanation. I don't know if the police told her to wait. I don't know if, I don't know why three days. Was that jolting to you? I mean, it did take me back and I never want to like blame anyone, but it just seems like a long time to not have the police involved. Yeah. But again, we are in Florida and so, you know, uh, no offense, Florida. And so we meet Detective Jason Etheridge, no relation to Melissa, sadly. And he decides to go to Jody's home with Corporal Michelle Ochke to try to find any clues That could point them in, like, any direction. Yeah, and they said nothing was disturbed or out of the ordinary. I said, except for the person who lives there there. who's not there. Yeah. And hasn't been for three days, and I don't think that's ordinary. Yeah. So. (laughs) You guys looking for a Jordy Hudson? A male subject came over and said he was a friend of Jordy's. His name was Fred. When did you see her last? The weekend. And then all of a sudden, a man pops up and goes out of nowhere and goes, hey, are you looking for Jordy? Yeah. And they're like, yes. He goes, oh, okay, yeah, uh, I'm a friend of hers. And they're like, and we went out this past weekend. And the cops are like, cool, how do you know her? Yeah. And like, what can you tell us? And so he's like, well, the last time I saw her was April 9th, and we went to the Giggling Gator. The Giggling Gator. I'm sorry. That's a bar. I don't think we should make scary predators cute. I don't think we should be making gators sound friendly or giggly. I don't fuck with a gator. Yeah. I, oh, it's like the dancing hippos in Fantasia. Oh, right. That, I, I like, a hippo will fuck you up. I think the number one killer in yep. Africa is a hippo. Yeah. They can run faster than a human. A hippo can run faster than Usain Bolt. Like, they are, no, seriously, they can. They are tempestuous motherfuckers. Oh, I've seen them. I've seen them chase a boat in the water. Yes, have you seen those videos? Yeah. Like, okay, so first of all, hippopotamus is Greek for river horse. Don't ask me why I know that. You know I'm full of useless information. Foods that start with the letter Q, you know what I mean? But don't be fooled by a dancing hippo. They will eat you. They will will eat you. They will break you. They break your bones and then they will eat you. They are unpredictable and aggressive just like me, but I will not eat you. Well, it's like people who have pet monkeys. A monkey will rip your face off. Yeah. And so will my mama after a couple drinks if you look at her funny. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Janet. I'm just saying, I don't think we should be. No. Gators have never giggled. So I, I like a like a percolating penguin. Yeah. Welcome to the percolating (laughs) penguin. All of our drinks are on ice. (laughs) The percolating penguin. The laughing lemur. Okay, I like okay, a laughing the, lemur. The, or the agitated aardvark. The lazy lizard. Listen, I'm not going there. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go to the melancholy meerkat. Okay. I like a melancholy meerkat. I can do this all wow. day. I, honestly. Truly all day. <laughs> so Fred tells investigators, I didn't meet up with Jordy until 1.30 a.m., which what? is really late. Are you all on cocaine? I mean, probably. It like, is Florida. Like, what is happening, Florida? My eyelids started to throb just for... You didn't meet You didn't meet up until 1.30? 1.30. And then he says, well, and then I left Jordy around 2.15 a.m. So he gives the description of her outfit. What? Did that spike your spidey senses? Yes. Immediately, I was like, so you met her out at 1.30 a.m. and you only hung out for 45 minutes? That's... Well, that also, he left her there to drink. I just thought that was weird. I was like, if you're pals and your neighbors, yeah. why didn't like you share a cab or walk home? Like you would never no. leave me at a bar by myself. No. Well, then that obviously I was like, there's more information to yeah. this story than we have. Fred tells detectives that Jordy was wearing a shirt with a scarf around her neck and her distinctive thick rimmed glasses. So Fred gives detectives a description of her outfit and he begins by saying she was wearing a shirt. 
Thank you, Fred. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, That's great. incredibly helpful. She was wearing, did you write that down? <laughs> and, but he was also like, she had a scarf on and her very distinctive thick framed glasses. And so while they're talking to Fred, a 911 call comes in and it's a man who gives his address on Cedar Street. And he says, I think someone has been injured outside of my home. It looks like they, if something happened here last night. So yeah. they were like, okay. It's half a mile from the giggling gator. Yep. And so the cops go there to, like, see what's happening. So they head over to Cedar Street, and the police arrive and immediately notice a pool of blood running between the sidewalk and a picket fence that runs along the driveway. Yeah. And then Corporal Michelle finds a kitchen knife in the bushes covered in blood. Yeah. And, I mean, it's a lot. They have a large amount of blood, a weapon, but no body. Yeah. Then they keep looking and they keep looking for clues. And sure enough, they find a pair of thick rimmed glasses that match the description that Fred said she was wearing that night. And they're Ten like, minutes ago. Yeah. And they are freaked. And they're like, yeah. okay. Yeah, that is Could a lot. Could you imagine seeing all that blood and no body? Just blood. That's even creepier, right? It gave me chills when that happened, when, especially when they said they found those glasses. We looked up. And saw mounted on one of the poles outside one of the bed and breakfasts a video camera. We could possibly have video of what occurred here. Detectives ask the owners for access to the footage. So then detectives notice that there's a camera mounted on a telephone pole right outside of a nearby bed and breakfast. And so they go and knock on the door and they're like, hey... Um, we're investigating something that happened down the street. Can we get footage from the night before? But they can't watch it immediately. They have to send it over to the St. John's County Sheriff's Office and have them download it yeah, for I was them. Like, why? 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 Can you just can you just text it? Can you take it off the ring? Like I didn't understand. I don't enjoy that. this technology. Yeah, it was weird, and they don't tell us why. But it was going to take a couple days, and I'm like, babes, it's already been a couple days. Yeah. Yeah, and so they're like, okay, I guess we're waiting, but that's why we're here, and that's why this is called See No Evil, because we're going to get that footage. So in the meantime, they head to the Giggling Gator to go ask the bartender, the owner, the manager, whatever, a bunch of questions. So they walk in, they're like, number one, why'd you name this place such a stupid name? Yeah. That is, that's the number one question. Yes, I've never seen a gator giggle. Yeah, never, not once. Yeah. And they ask, did anyone see Jordy? And the bartender and the people that were working there, no one knows her. And then they're like, but guess what? This is see no evil. So guess what there is? A camera. Behind the bar. Yeah. They're like, we don't just got peach schnapps back here. We got a security camera. We got a security camera. You have to have a security camera to be on this show. Yes. So if you are... Rest assured. Yeah. If you are a Circle K, you're not going to be on the show because chances are your security camera isn't working. Especially in Florida. Yeah. The camera sits directly above the bar with a clear view of anyone who orders a drink. It just appears to be a typical night at the bar. There's several people having conversations. It just nothing strange appeared to be going on there. So they start reviewing the footage to see if Jordy's friend, Fred, is telling the truth. So they go to about 1.30 a.m. And then at 1.36 a.m., we see actual Jordy. It gave me chills. Mm -hmm. In actual footage. Go to the bar to order a drink. And everything looks totally fine. Yeah. I have to say something that I forgot that I loved about this show. I don't know if you noticed it. But it's the orchestrations. Like the bum bum. Bum, bum. Oh, they right. have these drum orchestrations that like really get your adrenaline going because yes. they're like, bada, bada, bada. like whoever the drummer is on this show, we got to find them because they do a great job. It kind of like raises the stakes for you. It definitely does. Less than a minute later, Jordy is joined by a man whom she greets with a hug. Detective Ochkai hits pause and zooms in. It's Fred. Jordy's friendly neighbor. A minute later, we see a man join Jordy, and she gives him a hug, and they zoom in to see that this man is definitely Fred. Right. And they're just hanging out, doing what people do at bars. But at about 1.54 a.m., we see Fred pull out his phone, show it to Jordy, and that's when their body language changes. Yeah. She seems annoyed with Fred, right? Yeah. Her, She's shaking her head. Her gestures become a little bit bigger, sharper. She looks annoyed, maybe even mad. 
And she kind of like turns around and shoes him away and like goes back to like, you know, her Amaretto Sour or whatever. Yeah. So now put a pin in that because we are five days out yeah. since Jordy has been missing. And everyone is understandably very worried for her. I mean, five days. Yeah. Especially for her to be without her medication. No one knows what to think, but they're worried that something terrible happened to her. And later that evening, police bring in Jordy's friend, Fred, and question him. Yeah. And they were like, so what were you guys talking about at the bar? And he was like, neighborly issues. And that's all he said. And they're like, cool. Is someone's dog pooping on the lawn? Does someone have tacky Christmas decorations? Like, what is it? Elaborate, please. And so we learned that Jordy was pissed because Fred was supposed to take care of some things on her property, like some repairs. And him showing her the phone was showing, like, the damage and saying, like, no, this is your responsibility. And I was like, okay, is this, like, a Fear Thy Neighbor crossover? Yeah, Like, it just, because it got a little tempestuous, and then he's like, we talked, and then I left. Yeah, basically, he was like, I just walked away from her. You know, she had been buying me drinks, it was nice, yeah. and then I was like, deuces. And so detectives look at footage from a camera outside of the bar in the parking lot that's pointed at the entrance. And they wanted to make sure that Fred was telling the truth. Mm -hmm. So at 2.16 a.m., we see Fred leave the bar and walk out of view. So he wasn't lying about that part. But they're like, well, did he come back? Mm -hmm. And so they keep watching to confirm. But it's not Fred. And then the drums. It's like Jumanji. Yes. Yeah, Totally. It was very nerve-wracking. Did that movie scare you to Jumanji? Bits? Oh, I loved it. I loved that movie, but those bees, those killer bees, I still have nightmares. Really? Yeah. Do you know who played the young Bonnie Hunt in that movie? Laura Bell Bundy. Laura Bell Bundy. Yeah. Does anyone know who Laura Bell Bundy is without us telling you? Detective Ochkai continues watching the outdoor camera, eyes peeled for Fred Stanley. But what she sees next, 14 minutes later, isn't Fred Stanley. So, indeed, 14 minutes later, someone comes back, but it's not Fred. Yeah. It's just a big, dumb man. With his shirt off? With his shirt Why? Why do why do men do that? Well, I mean, why do they take their shirt? Uh, they're like this piece of cloth is can, cannot possibly contain my muscles. I don't know. I mean, this guy was about to fight someone. People were holding him back, and the guy he was trying to fight was walking away backwards. Was like, bro, I don't want to fight you. And it's just a tactic to look big and scary. He's I, covered I'm in like, tattoos. Everybody, calm down, Hulk. Okay, yeah. your name is Colby, and you work at the Pet Boys. Okay. <laughs> You are not hard as nails, my friend. Yes, literally. Okay, Mistakes I saw are- you at the Disney store rearranging the Mickeys. Yeah, okay, like, calm down. Do you know how many barroom brawls my ex-husband got into? Oh, really? The fucking... T- it's just that man thing. Come on, then. Like, what are you guys doing? What are you fighting Has anyone over? ever punched him in the face? I don't know. Was he a good fighter? Scrappy. Yeah. Yeah. He got bottled once before I met him. Like a bottle smashed in his face, but it did not kill him. Jesus Christ. What happened? I was just telling you. (laughs) Neither did COVID. (laughs) Turns out. Yes, it's a big dumb display of macho dumbness. So now this big ass dude. He's huge. He looks like a caveman. Oh, he's like six foot 250. Huge man. Yeah. Investigators take one look at this big old dude and they're like, that guy looks like he's up to no good. Yeah. Now, it should be said also, Jordy at this time is still inside. She is. Fred has left. Jordy is not here. We just have this big caveman covered in tattoos who basically, you know, screamed, I make great life choices and I peaked in high school. Exactly. And so by 2.43 a.m., the fight is over. Big dude is outside the bar smoking with several other dudes right by the entrance. We see it on the footage. Smoking a cigarette. Still has his shirt off. And whatever mood everyone was in, it seems to have gone away. Like, everybody was, like, you know, laughing. He was, like, doing a jig. Yeah, he's like, everything's fine, but I will not put my shirt back on. Because why would I deny the ladies the access to feast their eyes 
Yes. On this. Yeah. You see this barbed wire tattoo? Yeah. Yeah. That is from 1996. Yeah. Okay. I think not. <laughs> Thank you, topless caveman. We'll call you. Yeah. The large tattooed man stands by the entrance with several other customers, and the mood seems to have lightened. There's still no sign of Fred. But seconds later, Jordy appears after leaving the bar from another exit. And so then we see on the security footage, Jordy walks into frame out of fucking nowhere. Yeah. Because she had exited from a different... She had to have, like, exited a different exit. She comes in from, like, the bottom of the frame, not where the camera is facing to the entrance or exit or whatever it is. Yeah, and she strolls right up to Captain... And son. Yeah. Remember when he had the son? I do remember. And she's just like talking to him. It looks like she knows him all Yeah, it look I was I I literally wrote on my notes, what's happening? Does she know him? (laughs) That's what I wrote. Like because it looks like it looks like she's laughing. Yeah, no, I mean I would I'm gonna say, and again, this is not victim blaming. We've all been there. This is what you do when you go to a bar. I mean, yep. not everybody, but people drink, you get drunk. Yep. It, it you go happens. outside, you chat, absolutely. And her body language to me, along with the other people, suggests that these people are intoxicated. Yeah, totally. And listen, we've all strolled up to a complete stranger drunk and shot the shit with absolutely. them. Absolutely. You know how I feel about talking to strangers. Yeah, yeah. To set the scene, she's hanging out. Now, there's three guys there. So there's Jory, naked caveman dude, and two other dudes. And at this point, people are coming, going. going. Nothing seems weird. But then Jordy and the caveman and another guy walk like towards the parking lot like yeah. they're walking away from the bar away from the camera i'm like are they going to smoke a joint like you know what i mean yeah, like what the knows? fuck is happening and you know what i don't want this to sound some kind of way i know we give florida a lot of shit there's a ton of shirtless people walking around florida mm-hmm. okay night day afternoon it don't matter and so i'm sure she was like I'm a little tipsy. This guy is shirtless and covered in tattoos. There's an interesting story. She was covered in tattoos as well. Yeah, she's, it also has to be said, she was wee. Like, she was tiny. Very tiny. And also, I would be curious to know what her alcohol, mixing alcohol Mm. with her medication, Mm. what that might have Mm -hmm. produced as well. So, she probably didn't think twice about talking to a fucking shirtless caveman. Yeah. Most Floridians probably wouldn't. Yeah. Halfway out of the parking lot, They stop and have a conversation. They all leave for good at 2.49 a.m. The fact that they're headed east towards Cedar Street, where the glasses and knife were found, only ups investigators' suspicions. So they walk away, and it's like, and the investigators watching are like, oh, no. Yeah. What are you doing? And then at 2.49, they walk out of the frame of the camera. And the direction that they're walking is towards Cedar Street, towards that house where the glasses and the blood were found. So now at this point, remember that footage from the bed and breakfast that maybe will give us a glimpse of the crime scene? Well, those downloads are back. Drums, drums, drums. Here they come, the drums. If you guys watch this show, you gotta pay attention to the drums. Yeah. And so... Detectives start watching from 2.45 a.m. on, and we see the actual footage. And I was like, oh, God. Yeah. I don't know if I'm ready. And they're really good at this because the camera isn't close. I would say it's like half a city block away. You can see all the way down to the end of the block, yeah, but it's blurry. Yeah, but it's blurry. grainy as fuck. Yeah, and so literally for like 45 minutes, the street is empty. And then at 3.32 a.m., all the way down the block, there's movement. And we see two people walking down the street. They get about halfway through the block and they step into a street light. And we see somebody who is clearly Captain Caveman mm-hmm. and clearly Jordy. It's Jordy's outfit. Yeah. It's her frame. It's her build. It's all of that. Yeah. It's still grainy as fuck. It is. But it is just the two of them. Yeah. Okay, cool. Like, I know you turned left out of the camera with three, but okay, I'm sure we'll get there. Then we see Naked Caveman turn 
towards that driveway. So it's it, the sharp the sh- left. Yeah, they 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 turn, and then we can't see anything. But obviously, we know something is about to happen, and you kind of it's hard to make out. And like I was like, someone fix the sharpness. Well, I know like, Jordy follows him into yeah. the darkness, and I'm like, oh God, don't do it, Jordy. My first thought was like, I thought they were gonna like go fool around in the bushes. That's what my mind, I was thinking. Did you? Okay. I, but I was screaming at the TV. I yeah. was literally, it was like watching a horror movie. I know. That, that's why this show is so, so fucking crazy. But keep going. And so at that point in the distance, you see shadows. So you don't really see what's actually happening. But you can see that something is happening because you can see the outline of yeah. a person or two. So then a car comes and it's driving away from the camera. It is. Mm-hmm. And... It illuminates the scene, and you see this very large man trying to handle what appears to be Jordy's limp body. Yeah, and, and she's so tiny. She's so tiny, and then as the car approaches, he sort of drags her into the bushes. Yeah, well, and then it gets worse, y'all. Like, pull over, hold on to your butts. He picks her up. Now, this is very unclear. Like, it, we are not in 4K right now. No. But... When you know what's happening, it does become clear because she's wearing like a white shirt. So you kind of see it. Yeah. He picks her up and throws her over a fence that lines the driveway. It's it a, is it's a short really fence. disturbing. It's very it disturbing. It's one of those things like, wait, did, did he just it, it, it doesn't make sense. And then they, they said it. I was like, oh, I, I literally thought I made that up in my head. I was so angry when I saw it. it. My stomach turned. Yeah. And then a minute later, he just casually walks away. Walks away like he's going to like the tattoo parlor to get his 76th caveman tattoo. Yep. Like not a care in the world. So then one of the detectives says the fact that Jordy's body wasn't discovered on the scene we knew something else had to have occurred. So we kept watching. I feel like the director was like, now, can you make a really obvious statement for all the people that watch the show that are fucking stupid? Yeah. Yeah. We got it. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. <laughs> I also think something else happened. Yeah. Thank you for spelling that I out for us. I also think that. Yeah. I Appreciate I, it. You know what I want to do? Yeah. I want to make a podcast. <laughs> It's like a true crime podcast. Do they have any of those? <laughs> Not a one. Weird. So at 5 a.m., the camera switched from black and white to color as dawn approaches. Yeah, I was like, is it the Wizard of Oz? You know what's so weird is, is that the security camera I have in the foyer yeah. that I share with my neighbor, it does that. It switches from You're black and white. Safe? Yeah, switches from black and white to color. It's just every day is the Wizard of Oz. I guess so. You're like, come out, come out, wherever you are. Do you do that every time you go get, like, your DoorDash? You caught me. (laughs) But it's not until 6.29 a.m. that there's another development. All of a sudden, this car pulls down the road that came from the same direction as the, the victim and the suspect were walking. As a pedestrian walks down the road, the car stops at 88 Cedar Street. The headlights go off. We see the driver get out, which looks like big boy. And he has someone with him get out of the passenger side. Yeah, a woman. So naked, tattooed caveman and this other woman walk towards the bushes and we can't see them. I I popped an edible midday. My anxiety yeah. is through the roof this watching this This is like this a show. horror movie. I'm not going to lie. It is. It really is a horror movie. Because you know we're watching a true crime show. You know something bad is going to happen. Oh, my God. It is so wild. So they go and then they it looks like they open the back door yep put something in they have a chat they're like where you want to go eat and she's like well the waffle house opened at 6 yep and so you know we could go to either one of the waffle houses yep and they're just ch- it doesn't look heated it doesn't look like there's a sense of urgency At all. either yeah uh, it is very casual which says a lot about these people. And so... Well, you don't ever really, like, need a reservation at the Waffle House. That's probably fuck why. off. Also, if you look at fights in the Waffle House, it is terrifying. I've only been to a Waffle House one time. I don't think I've ever been to a Waffle House. You can order it. But I'll much. fuck up some Denny's. Okay. Anyway. Then, less than a minute later, there appears to be movement at the back of the car. 
You can see him open the back door and place what looked to us to be Jordy inside. They place what appears to be Jordy in the back of the car. Then we see a vehicle approach, and then finally, like, because for a second, the two of them were, like, chatting. It was very casual. That's what I'm saying! And then a car's coming, like, oh, fuck, we should probably get out of here. Yeah. And then they drive off. They It's a speedy drive off. And unbeknownst to them, they left behind the murder weapon in Jordy's glasses. Yeah. And so they're driving towards the camera, and they're like, great, we can see the license plate. Uh, no. First of all, grainy as fuck. Yep. And also with the glare, like you just you just can't make it out. You no. just cannot make out any of the numbers. So they're looking at this footage and there's one of those guys. You know those guys that like see a car pass by and they're like, "Yeah, that's a that's a Pontiac Grand Prix GTXL15 Flitzen Ford." A premium unleaded quadruple cylinder. Yeah, they need like they're with the padlocks and so the, he knows the gonads. what with the gonads. He knows what kind of car, and so then they get a call from their favorite bar, the Giggling Gator, the Giggling Gator, and so they get a call from a witness who was like, "I know who one of those two men are that was hanging out in the parking lot with Jordy. Mm-hmm. His name is Raymond Hecht." And quicker than you can say, I've never seen a gator giggle, This they got this man in the station for questioning. Yeah. So Raymond was smaller than Captain Caveman. Yep. And he was like, we had never met Jordy, but she said that she would give us a ride home. And then he was like, yeah, we were like walking for 20 minutes. And Jordy was like, I don't know if I remember where I parked my car. Then they end up like wandering the three of them downtown for like 30 or 45 minutes. Yeah. And Raymond was like, I got annoyed. And I was like, this ride ain't happening. Yeah. And he left them. And the footage that they have from Cedar Street suggests he's not lying. Right. It was just Captain Caveman and Jordy walking down the, the street. So then the detective asks, well, who is the big boy? And Raymond says, his name is Harry Branson. Baby, he didn't blink. Yeah. He said, "I ha- Harry Branson, I could probably find out the name of a couple of his cousins. If Does that help? Yeah, he's, st- he's sketching a picture. Like, yeah. this is what he looks like. He yep. might have cut his hair since Friday. Yeah, here you go. Like, yeah. It's critical that they identify this vehicle and fast. One of the other detectives in our unit was really good with cars and, and being able to decipher different makes and models. It looks like a Nissan Versa. It's the best they can do for now. The genius car guy said, that looks like, I don't know how people do that. He's like, that looks like a Nissan Versa. I didn't, I don't. There are people who are just into cars. I know, I know. They just, and so they look up Nissan Versas with a bunch of different, you know, names, last name. Boom. It is registered. There is a Nissan Versa registered to Judith Branson, who is what? Harry's mom. Harry's 62-year-old mama. Mm -hmm. And so they bring her in for questioning, and they can tell pretty quickly that she is not the woman in the footage. Right. And Judith is like, yeah, my son borrows my car sometimes, and sometimes he takes it without asking. Mm -hmm. And now Judith doesn't know where Harry is at that moment, but she does give them the name of his girlfriend, and her name is Christina Thomas. I never liked her. Nope. Mm -hmm. I sent her... A lovely little care package from Marshalls. Uh-huh. She did not send me a thank you cord. Oh, no. No. Fuck Christina. No, no manners. None whatsoever. So they find Christina and they're like, oh, this is so great. They bring her in for questioning, but they don't tell her that they've got her on camera. Right. And for a few hours, she would say shit. And I have to say, as much as I hate them for what they did, I did appreciate because if somebody pulled me in and said, Ask me about you. I ain't telling them shit. Mm -hmm. But I wouldn't lie. I would be like, get my lawyer. Mm -hmm. Get my lawyer. Yeah. Get my lawyer. And for a few hours, like I said, she wouldn't say anything. She denied involvement. And then the detectives are like, this is your opportunity. Yeah. This is your opportunity from the very beginning to be completely honest with us and tell us what you know. And she looks them in the eye and says, I don't know what the hell you're talking about. Have you ever done that? Like when you know the truth and you just let Yes, I did it to my dad and he wouldn't speak to me for two weeks after. 
With what? I told you my 21st birthday party and I lied about buying alcohol. And he said, just tell me the truth. And I was like, it was Rebecca. Yeah. (laughs) To be fair, Rebecca is a cunt. (laughs) It's usually Rebecca, dad. (laughs) (laughs) Finally, detectives confront Christine with the footage from Cedar Street. There's no more time for lies. It's you, okay? And that's when Detective had quite enough of her bullshit. And they're like, you know what we forgot to mention? Us silly gooses. Yeah. We have you on camera. Oh, and my. They show, I know, they show it to her. It's the, you know, on TikTok when they're like, this you? Yep. It's the best this you. Yep. Because she looks at it and she's like. Yeah. She's like, yep, that's, that is, that is me. Yeah, turns I, out. Oh, yikes. Memory jogged. Yeah. I remember some She's things She's like, wow, now. I forgot I own those culottes. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so, y'all, she changes her tune real fast. And she's like, all right, okay, jig yeah. is up. Yeah. Uh, this is what I know. Yeah. And she sings like a canary. She's like, yep, caveman wanted to go back and said he needed to see if this woman was dead or alive. I looked at her and sure enough, she had a bunch of blood coming out of her neck. And I got to say, these cops are pretty amazing. They really are. This is all caught on camera and they get emotional because they were like, knowing that she can point us to the whole story because she was there. She's like, we know she's gone, which, you know, people can deal with but the fact that they're like we can put the pieces of this puzzle together to give this family closure you can tell it really means a lot to them yeah i mean even corporal michelle i was just like she had tears in her eyes and she was like you know part of you is excited because you have some answers and then you're like i have to sit down with jordy's mother yep and tell her that her daughter's never coming back it is it's horrific and also I would imagine, I mean, listen, even me sitting and watching this security camera mm-hmm. footage was a little traumatic. It is. It really is. you are watching someone's last moments. Yep. And you wish you could go in and push pause and say, don't do that. Yeah. The most important piece of the puzzle is, where is Jordy? Where is her body? Yeah. And Christine says, the body is buried at Harry's mother's house. Mm-hmm. Imagine. Yeah. So while Christine is down there getting questioned, Harry's hiding. Yep. He knows what the fuck she's down at the police station for. And he's fucking hiding like a coward bitch caveman. Yep, he ain't so big and strong now, are ya? Detective Ochkai asks Branson to reveal exactly where he buried the body and records the entire conversation. Fire pit right over there. Okay. He tells them to dig about two feet down. They record his confession. They record this conversation as to where she was buried. Well, right, because at this point they have probable cause. Yeah. They have a war- they can take a warrant out for his arrest. He knows what's up. And he tells them. He yeah. says on camera, check the fire pit in my mom's backyard. Mm-hmm. She's buried underneath the fire pit. Yeah. And they go. They go and do it and not even two feet in they find her. Yeah. It's terrible. Yeah. And they were like so piece this together for us. Tell us the whole story because it can all be done on camera and we want to hear it from you. So it turns out after Raymond left the other two she said something and he says he lost it. He snapped and he goes I don't remember what she said. I don't believe that. No. I don't I don't I don't know what. I do believe he snapped because remember, he was already, you know, throwing hands in the parking lot. Yes. He was already all probably hopped up on roids, up. some yep. kind of male aggression. Or so, drugs. Or or drugs, absolutely. I don't believe you don't remember what she said that made him snap. Yeah, it's very odd. I actually was like, that's not good enough. You, yeah. you, they're, they're, I don't believe that. He says Jordy said something to him that he didn't like. He snapped punched her in the face, and Jordy pulled out a knife because she carried a kitchen knife with yeah. her for her protection. I mean, it is Florida. Yeah. Uh, and also, like, women at night, most women carry some kind of weapon in yeah. their, their purse. And so she pulled the knife out on him, and he said, I grabbed the hand that held the knife, still with the knife in her mm-hmm. hand, and pushed her hand back, and he drove the knife into her neck mm-hmm. when he shoved her back. Yeah. 
So not in the episode. First of all, Christine's name is Janelle. But they said her her last name, her name is Janelle Thomas. On the episode, they said Christine Thomas. I don't know why. And also, they didn't mention this episode, but she was stabbed twice. Oh. Because essentially, it's her hand. He turned the knife, and then I don't know if he, like, stabbed her again or did that motion two times. But I just found that in, like, side research. I mean, the thing is, is that Jordy was so tiny. so tiny. And weak. Yeah. If you see the security footage of her at the bar, she was not fighting anybody. Yeah. She would not have been hard to dodge. Mm -hmm. So there is more that we don't get. So then he's like, and then I tossed her body. They say the word tossed her body over the fence and fled. Into the bushes. Yeah. Yeah. And he went to his mom's house, took his mom's car, got girlfriend Christine slash real name is Janelle and got Jordy and buried her. And his mother was telling the truth. His mother had no idea this was going on. Not a fucking clue. Also, what kind of piece of shit steals their mother's car, which got her implicated, Mm -hmm. and then Buries a body in the back, in your mother's backyard. Mm -hmm. What the fuck are you doing, bro? Yeah. Branson pled guilty to second degree murder and he received 40 years in prison for the murder and 10 years in prison for the abuse of the dead body. Christine Thomas is sentenced to eight years as an accessory to second degree murder. The video proves what happened. The video shows what happened and all the people involved in it. The whole point is that without that footage, we might never... It would have been a cold case. It would have been a cold case. And we see a picture of this man, Harry, and he looks like he smells like gasoline and cat litter. Yeah. He is disgusting. He is so... He is He is really gross. And he just... He, he looks stupid. He's got stupid in his eyes, too. I'm also just like, he towered over this woman. Mm-hmm. Towered over her. Like... What a piece of shit monster. Like, you you had to do that? Like, yeah. you had to kill this tiny, frail woman? It's it's just really sad. And her friends say, we want Jordy to be remembered for the amazing mm-hmm. person she was, the amazing artist she was. Yeah, and we see her mother, who was just devastated. And obviously, she was so sad. And, and, I, and I understand that, because that kind of loss is beyond comprehension. But... The only consolation, I don't even know if consolation is the right word, but her art is very well respected in that area. And her art, I was just looking at her art and feeling like as tragic and as awful and as unfair and senseless as that all was, her art is here to kind of live on because it was very, very powerful and just kind of just beautiful works. I just mean like her like legacy, you know, yeah. which was like kind of might give her mom just like a little bit of peace in her heart. Her mom was so sweet. Yeah. And it's a piece of her. It's an yeah. extension of her. Yeah. That will live on. Yeah. I mean, it's that's it is a it is a beautiful silver lining. Yeah. But it was so senseless. Very. And that guy was such a piece of shit. But say something funny. You know, that car specialist that they had mm-hmm. at the police station. Do you think that he could pick out a Dodge Dart? First of all, you can't get them anymore, all right? They're not made. They're fracking vintage, okay? And that's the thing with you kids. Everything old is new again, right? Yeah? Right? You're coming for it all. I see you kids wearing the chokers and the butterfly clips. I never wore those, of course. But you can't get a Dodge Dot. You can't get fine automobile precision Uh like the Dodge. And the dredge's best work was the dredge. You know, no disrespect, Sharon, but all I heard was, you think I'm a kid, I look like a kid, and I appreciate you for that. Boy, but isn't this a good show? It is a good show. I mean, I will say that I appreciate that I know what happens. Okay, yes. That is something you will enjoy with See No Evil. We get closure. There is closure in every episode because they figure it out and they piece it together so well. I really hope you guys enjoyed this new format because I'm really going to enjoy covering this show again. It's very, very well done. Yes. And Jordy, wherever you are, I hope you're at peace. And I'm so sorry for what happened to you. Look up her 
art, everyone. It yeah. really is really cool. And you can tell because in those videos, she kind of looks like a young Elaine Stritch. <laughs> she does. Yeah, she so. really does. Well, we hope you enjoyed this new format of I Think Not. Please connect with us on socials. You can find us at Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok on I Think Not. You can find Joey on Instagram at It's Joey Taranto and me at Ellen Marsh. We love connecting with you. Please give us a follow so that you can keep up with all of our nonsense. Shenanigans. That's where we post all of our announcements butt pictures and don't forget to find us on the Patreon. We love you down bitches. We love y'all and thank you for being here with us. You know, I have to tell you, it's been a weird day. Today's a a one year anniversary of my dad's death. Yeah. But like, it's just really like a, such a reprieve to be here with you and to be here doing something that I love and that people are so receptive and loving and supportive. Mm. And so it's a good, it's a good safe place to be today. Yeah. Well, he is definitely looking down on you. So proud of you and uh, whispering, you still gay? <laughs> <laughs> love you, Joey. I love you too, Yellow Marsh. Bye. Bye. Love you all. Nang, 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 now. Baby, give it up, give it up. Baby, give it up. You don't know that song? I do, but that's not like a hit, you know? I think it's a hit. But you know what? Also, in New Orleans, when oh. you go out in the French Quarter, they like they play the most random, like, you know, like 70s, 80s bops. And so, I'm sorry, am I boring you with my New Orleans talk? I mean, you you said they had so many hits, you couldn't think of another one past Celebrate, and now you're Googling and you're reaching, quite frankly. Anyway. I'm so glad I showed up to work today. <laughs> you know what we love about the show? <laughs> the drums. The, the orchestrations. The drums. It's so good. It's it's better than it's better than Gypsy. Okay? Yeah, it was very nice. Yeah, I knew Julie Stein. You know. Oh, did you? Yeah. All right. I can get tears just from listening to Legally Blonde reprise. <laughs> Is that a skill you learned in college? Oh my god! <laughs> Save that for an AMA. Yeah. And so immediately investors, investigators, or, sorry. Investors in yeah, the bar. So, they came. They're like, are we thinking of you know changing what? the name? This yes, is- we are investors in this place, and this name is not working out. Is the Regal Beagle taken? It is. <laughs> you know, we were thinking about changing the name of this to Cheers. How does that sound? Does that sound right? I can just imagine just it's 2 o'clock in the morning, and all these guys Hi. in suits show up. They're like, who are you? <laughs> we're the investors. Of what? Of the giggling gator. We want to see why numbers have been down this quarter. Yeah, we want to workshop some things. We own. We also own a hair salon down the street called Curl Up and Die. Um, and so we just want to, we're, we're really trying to, you know, expand our portfolio. 